From the great American Pacific Northwest, greetings and welcome, my friends, to this week's edition of the Parachronicle Almanac. I'm Jonathan Hawk. This week we'll hear about reports of UFOs causing nuclear sites to go offline, more skyquakes being heard in the San Diego region, a paranormal hotspot in Montana, and what are neighbors to the north? Well, what do Canadians believe about ghosts? All of that and more is coming right up. Now, before we get to the news, don't forget to like or subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on or pass this podcast on to spread the word about our show. And we're always looking for stories from you, paranormal or otherwise. So give us a call on the Parachronicle hotline at 818-570-0126 if you'd like your story featured on a future episode. That's 818-570-0126. You know what to do. Save it to your contacts. Or you can always email at hawk at theparachronicle.com. That's H-A-W-K-E at theparachronicle.com. And on that note, let's dive right in. And we start off this week with a story from Newsmax that UFOs have put U.S. nuclear sites offline. U.S. nuclear facilities have been forced to go offline at times due to UFOs, according to the former director of a government program created to investigate unidentified aerial phenomenon. Luis Elizondo, former head of the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, spoke Tuesday to the Washington Post about UFOs and national security. The Office of the Director of National Intelligence and the Secretary of Defense are scheduled to release a report later this month about UFO sightings. Jacqueline Alemany, the post-congressional correspondent, asked Elizondo about UFO sightings above secret nuclear weapons facilities and whether the government had considered utilizing nuclear-powered naval fleets to lure these kinds of things for further study. Quote, that is one of the concerns we have from a national security perspective, that there does seem to be some sort of congruency or some sort of intersection between these UAP and UFO sightings and our nuclear technology with nuclear propulsion, nuclear power generation, and nuclear weapons systems, Elizondo said. After saying other countries have seen similar incidents, Elizondo added, in this country, we've had incidents where these UAPs have interfered and actually brought offline our nuclear capabilities. Elizondo said some people might hear that and conclude, whatever this is, is something that is peaceful. Well, he added, that isn't necessarily true. We also have data suggesting that in other countries, these things have interfered with their nuclear technology and actually turned them on putting them online, he said. So that is equally for me just as concerning. I think there's this, uh, certainly at this point, enough data to demonstrate that there is an interest in our nuclear technology, a potential to even interfere with that nuclear technology. Elizondo said the Navy certainly is aware that outside interests want to know more about its nuclear capabilities. And he added, these things have a tendency to be seen in and around water. Let's take the Nimitz battle carrier fleet, for example. In some cases, you're talking about a nuclear footprint probably bigger than most cities, he said. You have a nuclear-powered carrier with aircraft on board that... And then you have nuclear-powered destroyers. You have nuclear-powered submarines, some of those with nuclear weapons on board or nuclear... Certainly nuclear capabilities. So I think, yeah, it shouldn't be a surprise that maybe there is an increased interest in our capabilities as as it relates to our nuclear technology. Alamany said the New York Times reported that the UFOs being investigated did not originate from American military or advanced U.S. government technology. That leaves foreign adversaries or extraterrestrial objects as potential places from which they derived. 
Quote, for 30 years, there has always been this undercurrent, if you will, these conspiracies that there was some sort of TR-3B program and some sort of uh, super special technology that has been implemented and we've been just been very careless about, Elizondo said, and I think that argument was finally put to bed. So that really only leaves two other options, and that's, again, it's foreign adversarial or it's something quite different. And I think we're now beginning to learn, as we've heard from the Director of National Intelligence, and I can certainly tell you from my experience, that we're pretty confident that it's not Russian or Chinese technology. The Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, otherwise known as ATIP, was initially funded, but not publicized by the US government in 2007, but appropriations ended in 2012, the New York Times reported. And here we go again from the Sacramento Bee Earthquake, sonic boom, or explosion? A mystery rumble jolts California City. A loud boom shook San Diego County near the border with Mexico on Tuesday night, sparking a burst of speculation online. San Diego is fun because we have impromptu games of what just shook the building, read one Twitter post. Earthquake, sonic boom, explosion? Well, residents from Coronado to Chula Vista reported hearing a loud booming noise just before 8.30 p.m., KGTV reported. The U.S. Geological Survey did not report any earthquakes in the vicinity at the time. And a spokesman for nearby Camp Pendleton told KGTV that training exercises involving mortars and artillery fire are ongoing, which could be an explanation. But golfer Phil Mickelson offered a different explanation. Quote, my bad, I was testing a few drivers, Mickelson wrote on Twitter. Mayor Todd Gloria wrote on Twitter that he heard the boom, but also had no explanation, taking advantage of the chance to promote COVID-19 vaccinations. Well, the boom left plenty of San Diego area residents scratching their heads. Quote, did anybody else in San Diego feel a boom, wrote one person on Twitter. There was just a really big thud at my building and nobody can figure out what the heck it was. Don't think it was an earthquake. Quote, I've felt earthquakes here before in San Diego, but this boom didn't feel like an earthquake, another Twitter post said. Have lived in San Diego for weeks, and there was a loud boom that the whole city heard, but it wasn't an earthquake, but literally no one knows what it was, read another Twitter post. I love it. California dreaming, baby. I don't know what that means, but okay. Some Twitter posters had a more otherworldly explanation. Quote, anyone else in San Diego feel that boom just now? One person wrote on Twitter. They've been happening a lot. This is like the sixth one this year. Sounds like thunder and shakes the floor and rattles the windows. On a totally unrelated subject, we've also been seeing a lot of UFOs in San Diego lately. Dot, dot, dot. Another mystery boom in San Diego. Last one was in March. I wonder what they're up to. Someone else posted on Twitter with an alien emoji. So what do you think's going on down there in San Diego? We've been hearing an awful lot about mystery booms really all along the west coast of the U.S., but with a big focus down in the San Diego area, and that's been going on for years, if not decades. Uh, we know, obviously, that there are training exercises that happen at Camp Pendleton, as the article noted, and also off the coast. Uh, that's where the famous uh, Tic Tac sighting occurred back in 2004, and several other sightings have occurred since then that have been part of these slow slow leakage of disclosure uh, info from this upcoming report. Um, but yeah, what do you think? And if you've actually heard, if you live in the San Diego area and if you've, you've heard these booms, we'd love to hear from you, of course. Uh, but yeah, what do you think, what, what do you think is going on? Uh, I will follow up that there was a, uh, an article from The Drive a, a few hours after the incident occurred that noted there was some sort of aircraft in the area 
It was unidentified, uh, not, you know, alien in nature, but it was some sort of U.S. naval uh, jet fighter, uh, presumably, that was in the area, but it was unidentified, probably part of some sort of training exercise. So it's possible that the boom was from that, but it wasn't a guarantee given the timing might have been a little off there. So anyway, if you've heard the boom and you want to report out on that, we'd love to hear from you, of course. And let us know, what do you think these booms are that have been going on for literally years now? My hunch is that they're probably mostly aircraft uh, flying supersonic, but you never know. We've seen some strange footage from that area. And this from KXLF Butte, Montana, UFOs in Montana, Red Gate area near Deer Lodge, a hotspot for paranormal and UFO activity. The government has admitted there are strange things flying in the sky, scientists can't explain. Montanans have been seeing the same things for years. In fact, Montana ranks in the top five for most UFO sightings per capita. And the area known as Red Gate near Deer Lodge is a hotspot. Quote, it's just very rich in the paranormal field, like the UFOs, lights in the sky, unexplainable things, said Donald Bromley of Deer Lodge. Bromley personally experienced paranormal activity when he put up a trail cam in the Redgate area two years ago. The strange, ghost-like figure he captured has brought him national attention from paranormal investigators. Quote, the first one to think it was a person, but then more the more I looked at it, it was just odd. It was out of place. Everything just matches the alien persona, the bigger bulbous head. You could tell it has no clothes, really. It's just kind of a transparent being, said Bromley. Patrick Cutler is making a film inspired by Redgate and its dark history. Basically, there was a guy who had a farm or a homestead, and he came home one day from work and basically murdered, murdered his entire family and painted their gate red with their blood, said Cutler. Yay! Well, in the paranormal and UFO research areas, they would classify the Red Gate area as a place of high strangeness. This means a lot of bizarre and unexplainable things seem to happen in this area. There have been several people there driving around and they see something really bizarre just fly across the sky out of nowhere. I've heard stories of people just happen to be up here and out of nowhere their car just stalls out for no reason, said Cutler. Montana Tech professor of biological anthropology Dr. Michael Masters of Butte recently wrote a book called Identified Flying Objects. He contends that UFOs could be time machines and its people from our future are coming back to study mankind. Quote, it's very similar of what I would do as an anthropologist and had. If I had access to time travel technology, I would go back and study their anatomy, their culture, their language, take tissue samples, said Master. He adds that it's a good thing the government and the mainstream are beginning to take UFO reports seriously. Scientists should be at the forefront of this. We should be asking these questions and trying to get answers. It's the mission of science to do this. So it's great to see more and more discussion around this and hopefully more individuals in academia and the private sector and the public sector can look into this more seriously as well, said Masters. So if you're from the Red Lodge area or from the Deer Lodge area uh, near Redgate, please let us know if you've experienced anything strange or unusual. Of course, you can call our hotline or reach out to me at hawk at theparachronicle.com. I'd love to hear any sorts of accounts you might have had being in that area. Well, if you're Canadian, this one's for you. Nearly half of Canadians believe in supernatural beings. 13% have stayed at a haunted hotel. Is there life after death? 
Haunting numbers from a new Ipsos poll for Blue Ant Media reveal that nearly half of Canadians, almost 46%, believe in ghosts or supernatural beings, while a further 2 in 10, or 20%, are unsure, leaving just 1 in 3 firm skeptics. Gen Xers and Millennials make up about 50% and are most likely to believe in ghosts, followed by uh, closely by Gen Z, while only one in three boomers say they believe. Looking across the country, Albertans are the most likely to believe in the supernatural, placing them well ahead of BC and Ontario. Roughly half of those in the prairies, 49%, Quebec and Atlantic Canada say they believe in ghosts. Could a desire to connect with lost loved ones be fueling belief in supernatural spirits? Well, the survey finds that many Canadians have taken matters into their own hands by actively trying to contact the dead. At some point, nearly half have used a Ouija board, consulted a psychic or a medium, or participated in a seance. Among those who believed in ghosts, six in 10 have tried at least one of these methods of con connecting to someone from beyond the grave, with Ouija boards and psychics being the most popular. The survey also finds that while few Canadians have stayed at a haunted hotel, only about 13%, many would be eager to do so if they had the chance. Two in 10 would absolutely stay in a haunted hotel, rising to half of those who have already done so, while a further four in 10 are on the fence, unwilling to commit to, to that or maybe a little bit more. Those curious about what an overnight visit to a haunted hotel might entail can look to the lived experience experiences of the more than 1 in 10 Canadians who have already been brave enough to do so. Nearly half of past visitors claim to have had a spooky paranormal experience while staying at a hotel, motel, or inn that has been haunted. And there is no shortage of infamous ghosts, and when it comes to hotels, a number of guest rooms around the world may well be haunted by the spirits of celebrities who have passed away within their walls. Survey respondents were presented with a handful of legendary choices and asked which personality's ghost who died in a hotel they would want to most likely encounter. Canadian actor and comedian John Candy tops the list with one in four Canadians saying they would most like to encounter his ghost. And I can't blame that. I, I don't blame them. That'd be kind of fun. Rock legends Jimi Hendrix and Janis Joplin are next in line, followed by iconic fashion designer Coco Chanel and former British Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher. These are some of the findings of an Ipsos poll conducted between May 18th and 20th, 2021, on behalf of Blue Ant Media. For this survey, a sample of 1,001 Canadians age 18 plus was interviewed online. And so I'd say those numbers are actually a lot higher than I would expect them to be. I mean, that's basically saying almost, what, 50% or so of Canadians either have or would like to have that sort of encounter in a haunted hotel room with some, some sort of supernatural being. So let me know. I, I would love to hear from you in Canada or elsewhere around the world or here in the U.S. Are, would you go out of your way to stay in a haunted hotel room? And if so, have you, have you actively looked into doing something like that? And what's your preferred choice? Be really interesting to find out how many of our listeners are, uh, are interested in this sort of thing. Be kind of fun, actually.
Well, that's it. That's all I've got for this week. Don't forget to reach out if you see something unusual in the sky or someplace else, or if you have an interesting story to tell. You can always call our hotline at 818-570-0126 or find us at www.theparachronicle.com. Please like or subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on or pass this podcast on to spread the word about our show. And until next time, keep your eyes to the sky and know that here on Earth and in the universe... We are not alone. For the Parachronicle Almanac, I'm Jonathan Hawke.